to stop. Ten. Ten on the shot clock. Play some defense, boys. Don't switch. Don't switch. Stay with him. You're with him. You're with him. Uh-oh. Nope. That's a fucking Slow terrible down. shot. There we go. Jesus right. Christ. Right. Take your time. Nope. No. Or, no. or not what take your time. Okay. What are you doing, Bowden? What the fuck that was? Play some defense. Play some defense. All right, Preble. There's 26 seconds left. Just don't let up a three. Oh, or a fucking layup. Oh, Oh! great defense. That was great defense. Oh, that's a terrible call. Why is this taking so long? There's five seconds left. Uh, Let's fucking end the game. We can probably go now. No, no, no. I don't think we can. There we go. That just, that that likely just won the game for us. Hooray. Shut up, Nikki. Boys, I had something that's never happened to me before happen tonight. I had not one, but two straight male bartenders buy me a beer tonight. One of those nights, huh? That's, it's the, is that why you've just been talking about all this jerk-off stuff? <laughs> well, I gotta keep them. I gotta keep them boned up somehow. Yeah, and with that said, welcome back to a new episode of The Dicks in the Background, our movie review podcast where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm Max Healy out of Nashville, and with us in Boston is the fending stalker champion, Tim Begin. How are you, Tim? I'm, I'm great. Wonderful. Mm, good. Fantastic, good. in fact. Also with us is just our podcast agent, Mike Preble. How you doing, sir? I'm very well, Max. Thank you for that generous introduction. You are welcome. And also with us is our audience member with a face full of buffalo sauce and no vegetables in sight, Derek Brady. How you doing, Derek? And uh, where, where are you this week? Guys, I'm, I'm doing pretty great. Um, I'm in the city of the most recent ALCS runner-up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Houston, Texas. Tampa. Home of Alex, <laughs> suck my dick, I'm last in the fucking world, Bregman. Yeah. Yeah, take so that. Well played, well played. I'm sure Alex Bregman listens to our podcast regularly. Uh, Not anymore, he does. I've heard I've heard he and Gary Busey like, get together on Wednesdays or Thursdays, whenever this is released. Yeah, by the way, this doesn't really mean much, but... um. As we're recording, uh, the town has still not come out, so I think we're going to be we're a few weeks away from this one, but uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that one episode because it wasn't that great. Hmm. All right, well, for week Jesus two of our- Jesus boys. How bad was that episode? Uh, we'll find out. Ooh. Right, so for week two of our extended Arnie movie month, we watched the forgettable and mediocre future dystopian action film The Running Man from 1987, directed by- Paul Michael Glazer, and starring our man Arnold Schwarzenegger, Richard Dawson, Maria Alonso, and Jesse Ventura. Yeah, so we also got a few uh, veterans of the back row there involved in this movie. So it was written by Steven Souza, who, as we know, wrote Commando, and he also did Die Hard. And uh, originally, Andrew Davis, the director of Under Siege and The Fugitive, was uh, the director, but they fired him two weeks into production just for uh, being a week behind. So... 
Instead, they hired Paul Michael Glazer, who is best known as Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, and Wait, yeah, directed. What? <laughs> yep, Wait, fucking what? Starsky. Really? Starsky directed this movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. That's good. Uh, so you're gonna tell me in a movie of this caliber, you get rid of the under siege guy and you hire fucking Starsky? Yeah, you know what else he directed after this? Kazam with Shaq. Oh, God. Oh, my God. All fine films. I'm not sure what you guys are complaining about. I believe these are all in the constellation of our greatest films. (laughs) Suddenly, suddenly this movie makes so much fucking sense. And here's a quote from Arnold about the producers firing Andrew Davis and hiring Glazer. It was a terrible decision. Glazer shot the movie like it was a television show, losing all the deeper themes, and it hurt the movie. (laughs) Isn't that what this was? A fucking TV show? Deeper, deeper themes. Yeah, I, I somehow. I mean, <laughs> oh I guess God. there, I guess there are kind of deeper There's themes deeper that themes. you could that you could probably find in this. Yeah. Yeah, the deeper themes are what we didn't see when Arnie goes deep into that fucking Mexican lady. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not necessarily skeptical about the fact that there there were like more poignant undercurrents, subtext to the plot, subtext to this movie, but more that. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has the intellectual ability to recognize those. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because this is this is a uh, this is a Stephen King short it story or novel, right? So it's a book. Yeah, right. Okay, good. Because so I mean, like he, I don't. He's maybe not the greatest writer of all time, but his work is like good and has themes. So I 100 percent agree. No, no, with that's Tim. true. I 100 yeah. percent agree with Tim in that. Yeah, there probably are themes, but yeah, the the fact that Arnold was like, listen. I think we really missed out on Stanislavski's point about repressive memory here, and it's like, ah, no, I don't think so, Arnold. Oh, See, great. on a much on a much more basic level, I felt like this movie was a glimpse inside the mind of a child with ADD. It was just something fucking weird happening at every moment. Then there's a guy with lights, and then there's a guy with a flamethrower. It was it. I did not like this. Or just what Derek thinks about when he's driving. Yeah, this is this is this is my night sweats. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think they could have some cool messages. It could have ended up being like RoboCop, but instead, it's just it's this. It's well, I was like my you know my initial reaction to the movie is that this is essentially just a reality show pilot now. Like th- this is yeah. these there has been there have been pilots for this that have been submitted to CBS. I'm quite sure of it. American Gladiator. Yeah, this is this is essentially like a show that's on TV right now. It, it's also the Hunger Games. Right. It also is the Hunger Games. But there isn't a... But Max, there isn't a heroic female character in that, so this isn't as important as the Hunger Games is because women are strong, too. (laughs) (laughs) They have brains and brawn. Yeah. And crossbows. Preble, how do you feel about that? I agree. I believe women are strong. Yes. (laughs) Alright, let's like, alienating. was like, I will not. <laughs> How you doing, Michelle? Staying away from I will this. not take this bait. <laughs> yeah, we need to just, we, we can't lose any more listeners. Strangely, we have a lot of female listeners for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making fun of like, I'm not making, I'm not saying women aren't equal. I'm just making fun of like the constant drumbeat of PC culture telling me that they're equal. It's like, I get it. I got it. I got it when I was fucking four. I got it. I don't You've need got you a to. Mother. Yeah. I don't need some, like, Yale fucking, uh, you know, 
liberal arts, not liberal arts, but I don't see some nail like, <laughs> what's nail, like critical, we need to get into this movie. critical writing, critical writing major telling me about fucking like women's lib anymore. I'm good. On that topic, let's go into Arnold Schwarzenegger on a yeah on an overview of a fucking fifteen hundred civilians. Yeah, let's let's before that would start up with a red and white fonted scroll that's really hard to look oh. at. That, that credit scene was fucking bananas. Like, I feel like that could have it's been... It's a Hollywood video font. Yeah, no, that's what's... Uh, like, it, it's it's like the first Nintendo game, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. kind of what it looks like. I mean, this is like it's someone got access to a computer and was able to show people, like, what was on, like, the Lisa. You know what I mean? It's like, Apple's new Lisa can do X. And I was like, oh, man, look at this shit. They're like, all right, what's, what does <laughs> this have to do with the movie? And they're like, nothing. All right, let's put it yeah. in there. Okay. This movie yeah. stole a lot of things from Star Wars. That opening scene of like a scroll was one of them. Yes, and we're gonna yeah. get to another later, and I know what you're getting to in Star Trek too. But uh, let's just what's say let's just go over what the scroll says. A little backdrop to uh, this the story of this movie. So it says in the year 2017, the global economy is collapsed, and a police state rules with an iron hand. What? Well, yeah. What? 2017. Oh my god. Holy shit. That's Wait, two that's years ago. Yeah, depending on... <laughs> I'm still stuck in 2018, so it was a year ago for me. Yeah. Well, it eventually gets into 2019, because there's a year and a half that passes, but... It's true. Um, yeah. But there's a small resistance move and, uh, movement that's uh, managed to survive underground. Meanwhile, the government controls all art, music, communication, and television which includes the most popular program in history, a sadistic game called The Running Man, which uh, convicts are hunted down and killed on live TV by American Gladiator-type guys called Stalkers. Can we talk about, it, it, like, in the credit scene, th- there was a list of games that came across the screen that really made me scratch my head. First was Jim Brown, of course. The, the historic Still second in this movie. Did you literally but- jump to the end of the movie? No, no, no. He literally <laughs> just started. The opening, the literally. opening credit scene. The opening credit scene. We're still scene. in the scroll. This is the most incredulous I've ever heard, Mike. No, I, 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 I wasn't paying attention. I just heard him say, remember the, the credits? Which you, I, I thought he was talking about the end credits. Like, holy <laughs> shit, Baco. <laughs> A little discipline. There's Jim Brown, yeah. Mick Fleetwood, which who he's the drummer <laughs> yep. from Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah, I know. And Dweezil Zappa, who is Frank Zappa's son. What? Yep. Wait, what? And Richard Dawson. And Richard yeah. fucking Dawson. It's a cast. What the fuck is happening? This movie has a couple of rock and roll people, two governors, an NFL Hall of Famer, and the host of Family Feud. Yeah, what the fuck? Two governors. Two fucking governors. <laughs> two governors. Uh, of states, big states. Two governors. California. California. I just want the fans to sink it. We as a country have voted Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura, both of whom played roles in The Running Man, The Running Man, <laughs> into public office. Things are very wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, decorated officer Ben Richards, great name for Arnold, by the way, is uh, being ordered to fire at unarmed <laughs> civilians who've started a food riot. And in a moment of defiance, Arnold in his broken English stiffly says, the hell with you, and tells his team that they're going to go back to base and he will not kill innocent women and children. And uh, if you don't know that, uh, you'll see this again about five times throughout the movie because they keep on showing this shitty scene over and over again. 
But uh, surprisingly, this doesn't end well, as uh, the second-in-command is ordered to detain Arnold and continue the mission. So you get some good Arnold yells and... Ah! <laughs> as he battles with his crew. But ultimately, they beat him uh, with the butt of a rifle. And you cut to 18 months later with Arnold working in a labor camp. I mean, before we begin, this is just what I mean about storytelling. Like, we not even like five minutes into the movie, and Arnold has some sort of like epiphany where he's like, you know, I can't kill people. But he's like a captain in this like, you know, whatever you want to call it, like, like police state, whatever. Like, so presumably he's been doing this shit for a long time, right? So like, right. why is now the time he's like, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, they're just like, fuck that shit. We're throwing that out the window. We're just going to have him panic on a <laughs> panic on the copter and just have people start shooting guns <laughs> in a helicopter. I was like, are you kidding me? What the Rebel, fuck is going on here? I, I, was, I was on the same page. Like, all I thought about was like, you don't go from, like, pulling people over to killing 1,500 civilians. There's some kind of middle ground there. So you've eventually ramped up to this point where they trust you to have control of an aircraft over a, a, an entire army of unarmed people and just expect you to mow them down. Right. Like in Fahrenheit 451, the the main character has like, you know, they follow him throughout yeah. like, you know, six months of him wavering on whether or not he's doing the right thing. And then he starts like, you know, having that those type of epiphanies. Nope. In The Running Man, it's 30 seconds into the movie. <laughs> the hell with you. Yeah. <laughs> I would not kill innocent women and children. He's just hungry or something. Just give them some candy bars. It's like, oh, <laughs> good point. Well said, Arnold. So now you have a really shitty fake beard, Arnold, uh, who stages a prison riot with another guy named Laughlin in order to get the codes uh, to uh, unlock the bomb shock collars attached to their necks. And you get the first of many puns with Arnold picking up a guard saying, need a lift, and just throwing him over a balcony. So good. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. And he, he like, literally, like, he castrates that man. Because, I mean, he grabs that dick for a while before he lifts him. <laughs> the Venn diagram of puns and deep themes don't never cross. There's no shared area in that Venn diagram. You cannot have a deep theme movie and puns. So this is why I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger had any clue what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, and also, though, unlike uh, Commando, this movie gets off to a pun start. <laughs> This might be the first time. Hold on. Pause, guys. This might be the first time that Preble and I have been on the same page in our entire podcast history. Both of us <laughs> came in with the boo on that one. Thank mm, you. This Preble. is mm, this is disturbing. Uh, may have to it's reevaluate good to have you in my, my house for my, once. My life on this podcast. Now the Paco and Iron. Little Billy Boy with. Terminal cancer asked for it, so I gave yeah. it to him. Well, Preble, let me let, let me get you back on your side of the eight ball here because the first thing yeah, I noticed when they were in that work camp was like cut straight to Schindler's List. Naturally, yeah, I have that. The in thing my notes. I noticed in the work camp was the fact that basically the guards were stormtroopers with baseball helmets on, yes, batting yes. helmets on. Yep. I literally, what did I put? Fucking something about stormtroopers. I don't know. It's down in my notes somewhere. And then when they were moving, it's in the them middle across, of the notes. When they were moving, <laughs> so it's them. about two and a half hours in. Yeah, when they're moving them across, like, the, the penitentiary line that was guarded by satellites, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they even sounded like stormtroopers. They're like, transfer of prisoners. Blah, 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 blah. It sounded like, you know, 
Luke and Chewie faking <laughs> their way into the the prison to <laughs> yeah rescue Princess Leia. See what I thought, what I put down was uh, they they've apparently got the same security system as the others and Lost. <laughs> yeah. Anybody watch Lost? No. no. Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, know what there I, we go. I'll get around to it. You know what I did watch? Yeah. I did watch. Apparently, this whole security apparatus is very much functioned on them just having a lot of folding tables randomly situated <laughs> around, which have apparently very expensive equipment. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, the first guy has, and then there's a guy just has a, apparently a folding table like out in out outside, you know, just on the ground, and he's got a folding table with yep. some equipment. It was like, yeah, sure, why not? They look like uh like high school like basketball timekeepers. They got like yeah. the, the numbers yes, right in front of exactly. them. Exactly. That's a great yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. You got like a bunch of sixteen year olds behind them just like, Oh, I gotta get the make sure the score's right and it's like twenty five points off. It's like, oh no. Tim, by the way, I, I found my note. It says a bunch of layaway stormtroopers are running this space. Nice. <laughs> oh, That's by good. the way, okay. I calculated the weight of that beam that he was carrying. <laughs> that beam that beam would probably weigh nine hundred pounds. <laughs> Approximately the same weight that he uh, that tree he was carrying in the last podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's just Steven Souza. Just carrying around a beam. That's what buildings oh, are built shit. with. Jesus oh my god. Yeah. And he just throws it. <laughs> I know. He just throws it to the side like it's nothing. But um so the prisoners are in a gunfight with the guards while the IT nerd Weiss is trying to get the perimeter unlocked and uh, is it Weiss or Weiss? Who cares? Anyway, Weiss. I think it's a Weiss. Weiss. Good, I got it right the first time. Yeah, Weiss is clearly the IT nerd because he's wearing glasses. Yes, yeah. that's very true. Yep, that's welcome, a thing. Welcome to the 80s. Oh, you got glasses, huh? Yeah. Uh, you must be smart. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, five seconds before the codes are unlocked, this idiot Chico says, fuck this shit, and just makes a run for the safe zone. <laughs> Big mistake, because his head gets blown the fuck off. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And then everyone just escapes. <laughs> like, I, it, see, I, maybe that's why I didn't like this movie, because, like, five minutes in, my favorite scene happened. Um, watching this guy, like, his head just explode like a fucking pumpkin with an M80. Hilarious. Leroy Jenkins yeah. of the of the crew. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, I also as much as I thought that was great initially because I thought this would be like more of a theme, but uh, spoiler, like this doesn't happen again, right? Like no one else's head gets blown <laughs> off. So I was just like, oh, why do we care about that? You know, it's like okay, we get it, it's violent and whatever. That's that's crazy, but like okay, like this is just useless for me. You know, it would have been much better if they just started the movie with the running game starting, and you need to figure out if Arnold did it or not. That that would be better. <laughs> yeah. And he skipped the first twenty minutes of this shit, like a Tarantino type thing, like start at the end, come back. Yeah, you could do that too. Okay, that'd, that'd be better. Anything but would be better. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the first fifteen <laughs> minutes of this really drags on. Yeah. Um, this is the opposite of of, uh, of um, whatever the movie we just watched. <laughs> Commando. 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 I, I, I wanted to say Columbo, and I know it wasn't that. Boy, boy, am I... Is it me hosting this podcast or you, Max? <laughs> you know what? We re- we, we should watch that. just Columbo and just see what Peter Falk thinks about this whole this whole scenario as he's solving crimes. Uh, Before I go, uh, let me just ask you. Do you think that uh, these, these, these bomb neck things are going to come back? What do you think about this, huh? You think it's going to happen? Just one more question. <laughs> 
And Tim and I are sitting over here having no clue what you're talking about. No idea. Just talking about <laughs> 1970s TV yeah, shows. Know, 1970s right. Columbo, the famous... He's the grandfather in uh, Princess Bride. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah Another right. thing Tim and I have no fucking clue about. Okay. He's, also, he's <laughs> also in one of my favorite movies, The In-Laws. Mm. The In-Laws. Serpentine, Shelly. Serpentine. Oh, sure. <laughs> And now, I, now I'm on an island alone, as Tim would put it, like an Inuit elder just being pushed out to sea. As is tradition. <laughs> it's a cause tradition. So after this, Arnold, Laughlin, and Four Eyes Weiss meet up with Frank Zappa's son, who introduces them to the leader of the Resistance, Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. And um, during this whole scene, I just really wish that Fleetwood Mac just did the soundtrack, because the music in this movie is fucking garbage. It's so bad. You guys don't like the lonely guitar solos and like a sewer sewer tunnel? <laughs> the chimes. I just loved in this scene, like Arnold, like they're they're getting geared up to go out and do their thing, and Arnold puts on a world gym t shirt. It's yep. like, God damn it, motherfucker. He puts he puts on like knee high knee high rubber boots. And, and, there's, no, and, there's no cause for that. It's not, like it's not raining out. And like a full size like like major league baseball concession stand. Ice cream helmet. Yeah, like a John Olerud <laughs> helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John Olerud. <laughs> R.I.P. John Olerud. He's dead, right? Definitely not. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. Actually, hmm, he might. I mean, well, didn't he wear he the helmet because yeah, I was gonna say he had a brain aneurysm, right? So. Well, guys, yeah. let's just let's just cover our bases. R.I.P. John Oldroot. Yeah. <laughs> You'll die eventually. He was on the Red Sox for like a year in 2005, so always remember him. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget uh, John Oldroot. Okay. So, <laughs> by the way, uh, you find out that the government framed Arnold for the attack and all the riots, and his nickname is the Butcher of Bakersfield. And several minutes later... <laughs> Tim's just crunching so. numbers throughout this entire. I, think. I just need to fill the time a little somehow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we're not doing a good good enough job yet. Forty five minutes in. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not even close to getting to the Running Man part of this movie. You know, I was gonna say title. Of you it. blame Tennessee basketball for that. I don't have time for this. <laughs> the only other thing I had to say about this whole thing is at one point, Arnold makes some some reference to the Constitution. First of all. There's no way the Constitution yeah. exists in this hellscape, right? Like, that's that would be <laughs> no. just, that's outrageous. But, so I just saw that, and I was just like, that's just sloppy writing right there, right? You should have said something like, our, you know, I don't know. Maybe he was referring to not our Constitution, but the premise would be that they're in a police state, so they wouldn't have one, right? Because you wouldn't have any rights. But then again... But that's that, why he's against it. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. God. Well, Arnold is so smart. Oh. He is. I mean, maybe so. if the Beastie Boys were in this police state, then they would have one right. <laughs> the right to, you know, got, come on, finish, you know. The right to sabotage, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The brass monkey. Back, all right. Bum, bum, bum. Brass monkey. Yeah, fight for brass monkey. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I'm just going to say something highly offensive. Yeah, yeah, please that, do that. That's good that you... That, okay, yes. Please, let's so moving right on. I'll save the editing later. So Arnold is moving around. Arnold, Arnold yeah. leaves and he says, see you guys at the 10-year prison reunion. <laughs> yeah, he, he jumps into a caravan full of bad hombres and gets the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. No. <laughs> Derek didn't like that one. No. No, no. Max, that was offensive. 
You heard okay. him. <laughs> We're off to a hot start, boys. We are. It's not a start at this point. We're, we've been doing this for an hour. So. <laughs> Lots of editing. Okay. Max has got his work really cut out for him this weekend. This is why the town still hasn't come out. <laughs> So, uh, but I wasn't even a part the, of that one, so... No. Jesus Christ, boys. Okay. God damn it. Let me just get into the next fucking scene. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> so you see the TV station ICS is skyscraper headquarters with a super ug- ugly red limo pulling up to a large crowd of rich white people who are super excited to see the TV host of The Running Man, Damon Killian. A.K.A. Richard Dawson from The Match Game and Family Feud. Yeah, but that, that doesn't happen. Like, I mean, you didn't see Regis Philbin getting that kind of reception in the heyday of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. If if Regis Philbin could rock a Caesar haircut and a pinky ring like this guy, <laughs> then, you know, he might be getting a, a similar similar ovation, <laughs> but, uh, you know, doesn't even come close. Why do you think Richard Dawson has kissed everyone or their mother on the planet? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. It's great because he does that, like, I think, like, at least twice in this actual movie. And I was just like, that's he fucking does. hilarious that they incorporated this into the actual film. I know. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Just his, I love pen- that. his penchant for touching women and kissing them, like, constantly. <laughs> it was like, this is... Un- yeah, it's like, this is unbelievable. They've replicated Family Feud so well. He does say something later, though. He's like, oh, no tongue. Yes. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh it's an R-rated movie. <laughs> Yikes. You got Richard Dawson just dropping F-bombs and killing people. Yeah. <laughs> so also uh, uh, Dawson's former staff said that he was a lot like Damon uh, Killian in real life so I guess uh, oh, no. <laughs> you get a good idea who this guy really was um, especially when this old man cleaning the floors bumps into Dawson and he apologizes and Dawson just goes oh no it's quite alright you're doing important work what's your name sir and shakes his hand and uh, smiles and walks away gets into the elevator and tells his, his assistant to uh, make sure the guy's fired by the end of the day Otherwise, she's going to be mopping the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. I love Richard Dawson in this movie. I think he was that he's, great. They didn't have to write him a script. They just, like, followed him around the set. And they're like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. This guy's doing exactly what we want. And then, uh, so after this, Arnold gets to his brother's apartment, but it looks a little different, especially since there's a Venezuelan woman named Menendez in the living room working out to the 10-time stalker champion Captain Freedom's aerobic fitness video. On that. a Bowflex machine. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. A, bo- that's, a Bowflex machine is the height of physical fitness. The fucking mm. best jazzercise instructor in the game. Jesse, the body, Ventura. Why was she working out in, like, lingerie? Why because not, she's in her own home, Tim. This is her her prerogative. Let her do what she wants and nah, do not No, but if you're working out in your own home, you just let the, you let it fly, you know what I mean? Oh, God. Like, totally Oh, God, Tim. My thoughts, yeah. my thoughts on your workouts at home. Poor Abby. Oh, God. Just doing butterfly splits on the, on the carpet. <laughs> oh, hey, sweetheart. <laughs> no, I didn't think you were coming home so soon. I got another 20 minutes. No, he's got, he's got the, the, the uh, stationary bicycle from Always Sunny. With Mac. Just (laughs) 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 No pain, no gain. 
Well, I'm the only one here who actually wanted to see Arnold's brother in this movie because I really wanted to just be yes. Danny DeVito. <laughs> wanted him to come out just like a little earlier and just be like, here I am, but like a couple years too early. I was like, oh, come on. Where is he? It's it's pretty clear uh, why no one's listens to this podcast, right? Yep. Did you talk about Danny DeVito? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. That's what I was oh, getting okay. at. Not Tim getting fisted by a stationary bike. <laughs> Well, I think most of our audience can imagine that already, so you didn't not too far of a walk. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything more. Let's just keep going. <laughs> yep. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Uh, so the workout gets interrupted with a special news bulletin saying that uh, they're doing door to door searches to find Arnold and he then conveniently just pops up in front of uh, the lady, whatever fuck her name is, and uh Finds out that his brother was taken away a month ago to go to a re-education camp. So meanwhile, Richard Dawson is with his producers trying to find the next convict contestant that'll get his uh, show even better ratings. And um, anybody notice the poster behind the producer? No. I don't think I noticed this one, but I noticed another one, which I'll save for later. I think I, think I may have, but tell it's, me. It's the hate boat. Yes, yes the hate that boat. Is what I, saw. I looked it up. <laughs> Fuck the love boat. It's the like, hate what boat. What is that? It's the hate boat. <laughs> I saw that later and I was like, I cannot believe these people are so fucking lazy. That they're just being like, oh, get so it? We're, we're in the evil world now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then Dawson starts drooling after seeing Arnold on the news and says that he can get 10 rating points just for his biceps alone. And even though they can never get military prisoners on a show... Dawson pulls a favor and calls the president's agent to make it happen. Just two very quick things about this whole thing. One, that guy from Wayne's World's in this, and he also has another yep. another role as a TV producer. That's yeah, like no. his only job in guy. film is to do this, <laughs> which I think is yeah amazing. The other thing I think is very odd, right? So this whole thing is a police state, right? And they've censored things that would be bad for the state. Why would they be filming Arnold's escape? Wouldn't that demonstrate that right. they're not as powerful as they say they are? Like, wouldn't you want to make like sure behind that the scenes footage that's only only privileged maybe. people are shown? That's maybe there's perhaps. But really, I was like, okay. There's some really odd behind the scenes footage in this whole movie. Like when they're showing on the TV, like the actual footage of Arnold disagreeing with the like. Who's fucking videotaping that? Yeah, there's some strange angles. I don't know, <laughs> man, this movie fucking <laughs> sucks. sucks. God, I hate this movie. <laughs> So Arnold, he can ask Mendez in order to use a travel pass. And uh, also, pretty sure he's wearing the same exact Hawaiian outfit that Dennis Nedry wore in Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, it's probably the same exact shirt size. <laughs> Don't get cheap at me, Dad. He looks good. <laughs> it's the what? only kind of shirt that he actually kind of blends in with, though. Like, he doesn't look half as big wearing that thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it, was, it, was another, it was another great example, like, to Preble's point in an earlier podcast... Of just someone just not recognizing someone because of a horrible disguise. A yeah. horrible disguise. A, a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses. And a Pablo Escobar With an Austrian accent. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh. Another movie where they don't even discuss that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, never do ever again. Yeah. See, one thing also that Arnold says he needs to go somewhere where there's like sun or something. So he's going from California... <laughs> To Hawaii. <laughs> Fucking Hollywood. I know. I was like, oh. He's in LA. Yeah. So I'm like, you dumb sack of shit. Like, walk outside. <laughs> California yeah, is known you... as the Sunshine State. 
Yes, precisely. <laughs> I think I think the Sunshine State's Florida. No, 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 no. That's the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Arnold he gets through security by <laughs> acting like uh, Mendez is his klutzy wife. But then she elbows Arnold in the balls and tells everyone that Arnold's is uh, Ben Richards. So he flees the scene. So then you get a body double of Arnold as a man 50 pounds lighter running like a track star in one shot. Followed by another shot of Arnold just lumbering away from the cops and then he shot with a neck gun. And oh, then uh, he's brought so, to Richard Dust. I mean, let me just say, this woman is a bitch. I mean... You're going. You're going on a trip to Hawaii with some studly with some stud muffin. I mean, what what else? Do you, what else do you want? Come on, that's like the pinnacle yeah. of life. You guys are gonna go so fucking sit my ties on the beach and oil up his muscles. It sounds like a great time to me. I mean, I would have been all over this. <laughs> yeah, especially since he murdered fifteen hundred people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is rough, Tim's alley. This is where my masturbation references start coming in. <laughs> And um, also kind of funny, though. So, you know, Arnold, he always gets the zingers in his movies and no one ever gets to have a comeback except for Richard Dawson in this, which is just kind of funny and weird because uh, first Dawson says, do you know who I am? And Arnold goes, I've seen you. You're the asshole on TV. And then Dawson goes, funny, I was going to say the same thing about you. <laughs> Whammy. Salam. That was just an organic thing, though. Richard Dawson oh, yeah. is just quicker on the draw than Arnold for uh, yeah. obviously. That wasn't in the script. I don't think a lot of this the Dawson was saying was in the script. That whole thing later on about him working the biz for 30 years and killing people is just part of the business. I don't think that was in the script either. Yeah, that was just him rationalizing his career. <laughs> it's, just, yeah, it's like, what? You don't get to the top of the match game by not killing at least a few women. <laughs> so nah, Dawson, then he just tells Arnold that he created the running man. He has a contract with the government. And uh, he can't choose a convict, so Arnold has a volunteer. Otherwise, he's going to have uh, Weiss and Laughlin killed in the first round the following day. So Arnold, just being the hero that he is, agrees to do it. And then uh, he's injected with a tracking device as will make it easier for uh, the show and the stalkers to find him. And then he's hit with some knockout gas until the next night. Yeah, the, like, what a budget, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, well, you got that government contract. You're implanting all these contestants with a uh, with a chip to track them, and like 24 hours later, they're they're fucking dead, from what we mm-hmm. should expect. Guaranteed. Also, that was something and, I had a question about with these injections. So was it just the tracking device? I thought it was. I, I thought they were giving them like I couldn't understand they were giving them like steroids to make him like bigger, or if they were trying to like hurt him and inhibit him from like being good. But if it's just a tracking device, then I'll I'll buy that. I think they, yeah, didn't they inject him with two things? They injected him with two things, but they didn't explain it. <laughs> They're like, all right, I'm going to put this in and the tracker. Yeah, I was and waiting for Arnold to be like... What was the first thing? Yeah, I wanted Arnold to say at some point, like, I feel really strong or I feel really weak for some reason. So, I, like, I knew what these things did. And as I watched the movie, that didn't happen. So I was like, was this worthless? Was this like a, just a classic like 80s thing where it's like, we have science. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, it was like, all right, great. I like science too. Yeah. 
Sorry. Come on, guys. It was a measles shot. They knew, <laughs> Arnold, they knew Arnold didn't get his measles shot when he was a kid, and they're trying to help him out. I Gave mean, him some MMR uh, shot. Uh, yeah, yeah, Arnold just definitely got vaccinated with every shot growing up in Austria. <laughs> we don't want you... Yeah, there's a, there's fucking a Aryan lo- monster. There's a lot of rusty metal in this, in this de- death dungeon. We want to make sure that you got your most recent tetanus shot, Arnie. <laughs> which, by the uh, way, which leads us right into what might have been what I would have loved watching, which is the game show yeah. Climbing for Dollars. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Because, um, yeah, Mendez, uh, she's uh, watching the TV network the next day about them lying, saying that Arnold shot two people going through security. She's like, that didn't happen. And then they cut back to the TV show Climbing for Dollars, which... Involves a guy in a rope with money in his mouth trying to climb away from a pack of bloodthirsty dogs who will most likely eat him. Not really sure, though, because they cut the commercial after the guy's hands gets, gets hit with a bunch of hot steam. So, this is basically a glimpse into Tim's basement. <laughs> I did love hey, that Hey, 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 guys, come on. You know. Shh. Like this, we can't be giving out, the, we can't be giving out this information here. Also, I just like how the only two game shows that I know exist in the world are just descriptions of actions. One is The Running Man, and two is Climbing for Dollars. <laughs> uh, I was like, we need, like, we need advertising people on this stat. Like, this is fucking hate horrendous. Boat. Hate Boat. The hate, hate Boat. boat. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but I, I, don't know if that one's a, I don't know if that one's a game show. Maybe that's a, you know, a, a reality TV good, yeah. show from 1980-whatever. But Drama. Yeah, perhaps. Who knows? Oh, spectacular, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> it's just a bunch of people just bashing each other in the head on a boat. It's just pure violence. <laughs> just like it's just going in a circle because the captain just lost control. We sent these people out on a three-week tour to murder and plunder and pillage. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! I feel like the hate boat was like what people rode to Firefest. Like they they showed up and oh boy, don't get me started on. We got us. We gotta go. We gotta go, Max, because you get me started on that mo- on that documentary that just came out, the Fire Festival, and I'll be be off to the races. <laughs> well, good to know. We All right, let's not get started is. on that. Let's not get started on that, please. Well, that'll, that'll be our boat month for February. <laughs> Nothing but boat boats. Month. <laughs> We're talking about boats all month. We got Speed Two. Um, yeah, we got Speed Two. We got Titanic. Um, Titanic. And then we got Speed Two. Pirates of the Caribbean. Got, uh, There's a whole bunch of boat yeah. movies. Under Siege uh, again. Yeah. Ghost Ship. Yeah. Ghost, ghost Ship. Again. Yes. Ghost Ship. That would be ghost great. Ship. Oh my God. That movie. Yeah. Sucked. Uh, the the Poseidon Adventure. Mm. We got plenty of boat movies yeah, here. Yeah, Jaws. Jaws, exactly. But that's a good movie. Jaws, yeah. That's a shark movie. That's not a boat movie. <laughs> that boat doesn't I don't make know, it. Max. There's sharks and boats in that movie. All right, so. moving along. The shark kills the moving boat. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> Get into an argument about whether Jaws is a boat or a shark movie. <laughs> moving along. Yep. So uh, Arnold's court-appointed agent says it's time for the show and cue super 80s pop music with crowds of poor African-Americans and Hispanics placing bets in the streets while... Rich people are losing their minds as some of the stalkers arrive to the set. And um, this shows how sick of, every... Yep, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say a bunch of unattractive 80s women just like dancing around. Gyro. Oh, yeah. yep. With pancake for, for flat asses. For flat cocaine. asses and no boobs. 
dancing for and, coke. Anorexic stomachs, because that's hot in the 80s. I just love the, the one line. It's around this point somewhere where, like, the girl goes, Oh, God, you're lucky he didn't kill you. Oh, or yeah, rape no. you and kill you. Oh, or dude. kill you and or rape you. Or kill you, then rape that you. Was, that was, was a weirdest that. scene ever. Yeah. They were just, that was like, the next thing I was going to do. Yeah, there was just like a... Like, they were going on this, like, rape fantasy kind of like trajectory. I was yeah. like, I'm getting very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> she was, she was yep. sopping wet at that point. She's smoking her cigarette, licking her lips. Yeah. yeah. Just All I wrote down was, oh my god, this soda lady is insane. Because she was paying $6 for a soda. $6. I was like, this is out of control. This is so uncomfortable. Like, I was Probably like, doesn't care about the murder and the rape. He's like, what about that soda? Let's talk fiscal responsibility yeah. here. Yeah, the, prices in this, the prices in this dystopian world are insane. But really, $6? <laughs> I do not want that Fanta. Oh my god. No, you know that their sodas are like blood juice and like... Murder mix or something. Murder mix. Mm. We got some stupid. Mm. I like that. It's it's that's the fruit punch one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Moving so along. <laughs> no more Derek. Let we need to get to the it's meat of this Derek movie. We've been talking. Going. We've been talking for an hour. I need to get to the meat of this movie. <laughs> we haven't even gone to the Running Man yeah, start. No, we have. We just like it's half about the to start movie. though. It is. Um, so yeah, so Richard Dawson comes in, warms up the crowd, then introduces Arnold in an edited clip of him murdering all the innocent civilians. Again, not sure how they got that footage at this point. Who gives a shit? Uh, and then Arnold uh, comes in with uh, half the, the dancing team just dry humping him before they reveal a super sweet yellow elastic jumpsuit. Yeah. His entire print of his dick and ball sticking out of this thing. I don't know. Because uh, he does a lot of steroids. We all know what that does. I showed a picture uh, to Nikki of the Running Man. It was like this is sums up the Running Man, and it's all the dancers like around Arnold, and he's just looking confused, looking away from the camera, being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like this is the Running Man. Yeah. And then all Nikki said was, "No, you can see his dick." <laughs> well, again, this is this guy's perceived to be like a mass murderer, and these women do not hesitate yeah. to rub their 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 private bits up all on him. Yep, doesn't make sense. Listen, you see him in that yellow outfit. I'm telling you, I mean, if I, I'd be rubbing my private bits all up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, how uh, how would your private bits, intimate bits? How would your private bits look in a in a tight yellow unitard? All right, all right. <laughs> why don't we all uh, just Preble go to sleep? <laughs> I would say the operative term would be flat. <laughs> 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 there would be there would be no trace of my private bits. <laughs> keeps that under keeps that under a locking you know, key. Yeah. Just 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 so your gonna, just your your thick red muff. People would be concerned, not concerned, but would be wondering if I was a eunuch. <laughs> you know how Danny DeVito looks as the Penguin and Batman, <laughs> kind of like that. Oh, second Danny DeVito reference in a movie that's not featured Danny DeVito. He has no, he has no place in this movie, but we have, we have forcefully inserted Danny DeVito into this. We're getting some Danny talk in here. I'm just thinking. Double D. Oh, Tim, you poor bastard. So, okay. So Dawson says that Arnold volunteered for the chance of win one of the show prizes, which could either be a trial by jury, a suspended sentence, or a full pardon. And then they cut to the past winners who are smiling on a beach with women while waving at the camera. Or are they? 
Dun, dun, we will dun, find dun, out. Also, um, I had this on subtitles as uh, Mendez was like going through all of uh, Arnold's files. So you can hear the TV announcer saying to the audience that prizes include a year's supply of procreation pills, both adult and kitty sizes. Yes, I had this too. <laughs> I wrote down kid procreation, you. I was like, this is, dis- <laughs> <laughs> this is disgusting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, uh, what yep. a time then, to be uh, alive! Ugh. Yeah, right now, so 2019, Arnold. right? When this movie is yep. taking place. So, uh, as Arnold's getting strapped into a launching sled, Dawson introduces Weiss and Laughlin as contestants as well. That son of a bitch! <laughs> and then he uh, <laughs> he goes over the rules, which involve the contestants getting launched into an area that was ruined by the big quake of '97. And then uh, they have three hours to get through all four quadrants while the stalkers hunt them down. So then right before they lift off, Arnold says to Dawson, I'll be back. And Dawson goes, only in a rerun. And then just zing, <laughs> launches him out. Now we're, we're, we're talking about Chris Dawson. Yeah? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> the only similarity is the number of pinky rings. Yeah. <laughs> That gusto attitude and pinky rings. Well, one thing I wrote down, too, is, like, who the fuck is watching a three-hour game show? It's like a Josh Beckett edition of the Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) All four innings. He's very deliberate. That's what it is. He wants him to fall asleep, and then he throws a strike. With his power collar on. (laughs) My mom used to say that. It's like, this guy makes $150 million, and he's wearing a piece of rope around his fucking neck. No, but but it's full of magical powers. Don't, don't we all understand like steroids. Yeah. It has it has copper coils in it. Yeah. Ooh, copper coils. Yeah. We yeah. all know what copper does, mm-hmm. right? Make, and the thing is, right? if, if he steps on that line of the foul line, his head blows off. Yeah. Right. I used to. I yeah. think toward the end of Jonathan Pavelbon and Josh Beckett's career at the Red Sox, I just just used to make really dumb voices. But I'm just go. I throw the ball hard. <laughs> I throw the ball real hard. <laughs> I thought Baha. That was my impression of both Josh Beckett and Jonathan Pavelbon as they grooved a 96 mile an hour fastball in the middle of the plate and wondered why I got knocked into fucking oblivion. Talking sucks. Back to the movie. Back the offseason edition. This Back marks a right. special, but this does mark a special time. I just want to say for the people in our audience, I've officially been, said negative things about the Red Sox. So we're back at it, we're folks. Back. Back spring training has the, begun. Yeah, the the World Series gold dust is is washed off. All right, so they're off as Arnold gets Bob's sled rocketed into the first zone. Um, I guess it's just really good special effects for the time because the director is all about showing every, every single person going through these fucking tubes. Like he spends about five minutes of the movie just like this roller coaster POV tube yeah. action. Well, and you don't know which way they're going. Like, there's one where they're coming at you. Ah, fuck this movie, They all man. come out at the same spot anyway. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Also, Arnold's is dead on impact, right? Like, he's just in some random dead. cage, and like, why don't we just slam you into, like, a fucking net? I'm like, you're you're dead, Arnold. I don't know how to break it yep. to you. Do you guys think yep. this is where Elon Musk got his Hyperloop ideal from? <laughs> <laughs> it is in L.A. <laughs> they call an old lady to the stage to pick the first of uh, three stalkers. Which is Sub Zero, a large, fat Japanese man who slices people from limb to limb with a hockey stick made of blades and turns them into human sushi. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Max. Did you mean Professor Sub-Zero, as they yeah. called him? <laughs> they called him Professor Sub-Zero? Yeah, they did. Because at one point what, I was what like... What, pray tell, is he a professor? Yeah, exactly. Like, I was know? like, what is his field? Hockeynomics? I looked this up. <laughs> um, so Sub-Zero, he was a rapper. Or not rapper, wrestler, rather. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, sorry. That's different. That's different. <laughs> he, was a, he was a wrestler, uh, and his name was... Uh, shit, let me look it up. Um, Move it along. <laughs> You're ruining the podcast. Yeah, we haven't done it already. Um, I forget, but anyways, so yeah, he's a uh, he's a Good wrestler. Story. Um, anyways, yeah, he's a wrestler. Okay. He's okay. a wrestler. Great. Okay. Does that have anything to do with his name being Professor Sub-Zero? And his, name, his name is Professor something, as his wrestling okay. name. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gary. <laughs> Max, next topic. <laughs> Professor Toru Tanaka. Found it. Thank you, <laughs> Professor Toru Tanaka. I had to go through three pages of Google to find it, but... <laughs> he's, he's a wrestler, and uh, he used to wrestle, and um, as a wrestler name, he was a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mirror, like, and we wonder why no one listens He's a gunning mate. <laughs> we, yeah. You're a gutter's mate, right? A gutter's mate. Oh, God. Uh, uh. Yeah, all right. So this wrestler, Sub-Zero, uh, he shoots Weiss into a hockey net, and then, which turns into a trap, and then he shoots a hockey puck bomb at Arnold that knocks him out for a minute. But Arnold is eventually able to tie Sub-Zero up with some barbed wire and kills him. Which, uh, one thing I thought was interesting, with this this was the second hockey-based movie we've seen Arnold doing. Yep. God damn it, you're right. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> also, the sa- also featuring Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yes! yes. Alright, so now some uh, wimpy guy in the audience can't choose between uh, selecting Buzzsaw or Di- Domino. Uh, so Dawson says, why not both? And in comes Buzzsaw, who's a massive roided up uh, dude with uh, light blue contacts and bleach blonde flat top using a huge chainsaw and Domino a fat guy who sings opera and has shooting lasers that come out of his wrists. I just put Buzzsaw, a.k.a. Stephen Avery, from Making a Murderer. <laughs> he does look a lot like him. That's a good point. Uh, I kept thinking he looked like Mr. Feeney, but just, like, really roided up. I don't know why. And then, like, what? Dynamo! Why? I don't. Why? I like a light bright suit. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I put. Right suit. That's exactly that what I no put. Sense. The note I had here was, this is when Stephen King either walked out of the theater or did another line of coke and took his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I wrote a new book. When did this happen? Oh, what did you do to it? <sighs> this is worse than the lawnmower, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like, immediately after this, they, like, have, never mind. I'm probably skipping ahead. Continue, Max. After, yeah, right after the two mutants are introduced, Dawson then throws uh, Mendez into the game because she's yep. uh, snooping around downstairs. Was not and, skipping um, ahead. They, uh, <laughs> so they compare. They're like, oh, let me go through what Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger is, the butcher of Bakersfield. I know. And then they're like, Amber, she cheated on her exams and had sex with two to three people a year. Sometimes had sexual relationships with two or three people. A year. In a year. <laughs> My God. Yeah, so the guys are looking for a way to get to the satellite system so the resistance can break in when Mendez pops up and starts blabbering. And then uh, Buzzsaw rides in on a motorcycle. 
And Domino uh, shows up in a Mad Max tinfoil truck go kart. Oh God! <laughs> it's like if Just they singing. it's like they saw the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Like, but what if we make this but worse? Like, Can we put a 350 oh, pound yeah. fat guy All in it? All the cars in this movie are like Lego cars. <laughs> As Wise gets into the system, uh, Buzzsaw hogties Arnold and starts dragging him on the motorcycle until Arnold breaks free and flips uh, Buzzsaw off his bike. And then they start fighting until Arnold gets the chainsaw in between Buzzsaw's legs and splits him in half while Buzzsaw screams in a high pitched little girly scream. <laughs> and, yeah, that was, and then, uh, that, was awesome. that was pretty brutal. <laughs> Arnold later later tells Mendez that Buzzsaw had to split. Oh, God, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> God damn. Also, I would just want to point out one other thing because right, so whatever the the electric guy, whatever is the odd Domino, Domino, his car flips over, right, and then Arnold doesn't kill him, and the and the audience is shocked, right. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point this out because later in the movie. Arnold is going to totally destroy that whole, the whole mercy he just showed. Let us yeah. continue. So, uh, Weiss, he gets a code, tells Mendez the numbers, then Domino hits Weiss with one of his Raiden Thunderbolts, and then uh, pins Mendez on the ground until Arnold runs in and saves the day, saying, Hey, Christmas tree, come over here. Perfect. Great one, Arnold. Awesome. Yeah, yeah and then Domino's toy car just flips over. And then I do like the Domino's just yelling. It's like, go to commercial! Hey, Max. Go to commercial! Max. Hey, Max. Max. Mm-hmm. His name's Dynamo. Not okay. not Domino. Well, I'm thinking of the pizza. <laughs> Do- Domino's Who's the fat okay. one now? Domino's appropriate. That guy it looks like he eats a lot of Domino's. <laughs> he falls down. It's more appropriate. Then they call in for Fireball as the final stalker, played by NFL Hall of Famer Jim Brown, who what fucking a, sucks what in this movie. A disappointing. When I saw Jim Brown come in with a black, with like a fucking massive, he's brought a Frankenstein wig. Dude, with that hair, with the, when I saw him walk on screen with that hair, the massive mm-hmm. flat top, multicolored, black and white flat top, I was so disappointed. Jim Brown is not only one of the greatest running backs of all time, he's like a civil rights leader. He's an important figure in American history. And he's in the fucking running man with a, <laughs> with a fucking like black and white wig on. Oh, God. It really it just destroyed. It really just yeah. destroyed. Yeah. It really just destroyed my... I don't know. It destroyed all, something inside me. All I had written down was in all capitals, Jim, period, Brown, period, what, period, happened. <laughs> exactly. I have no. It's. My, I'm gonna just ditto what Tim said because this is absolutely just. This is so. <laughs> like you know, it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in what's that fucking like you know the airplane the Bruce yeah, Lee airplane movie. Yes, and the Bruce Lee movie whether it's not Enter the Dragon or whatever but the the tower one and right. just seeing that yeah, one I was like yeah. oh that's disappointing because he's a good athlete this one is Jim Brown like historic like not only important as football mm-hmm. player important is like a human being like activist and he's some piece of shit, useless motherfucker as a flamethrower. Couldn't even have one pun. Not even one. Not one so pun. Sad. Not one pun. <laughs> I, I still don't understand why he was billed second in this movie. He's in it for like five minutes. <laughs> well, so like, and he shows up an hour in, and he's dead by like an hour five. Uh, like literally, I've got four like bullets after I've got Jim Brown as Fireball, and then it just goes, okay, sure. You knew he was coming out with a flamethrower. 
Next one is Senior Citizen Channing. He's my hero. And the next one is, <laughs> of course he's got a jetpack on. <laughs> yeah, he, he just fucking flies out of the office. It's like, away I go. Oh, God. Like fucking Turbo like, Man. No, no, Jim, no. Oh, no. For real. Turbo Man. Ugh. Yeah. So Richard Dawson, he does come on the big TV, offers Arnold a three-year contract, and Arnold says uh, he'd rather shove his fist down Dawson's spine or something like that. Um, then you cue to Fireball with the crowd going crazy as... Uh, Jesse Ventura just pops a pill and looks at a poster of himself in disgust, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he wakes up every day. He's like, what happened to you? That's how he gets out of bed. <laughs> Shaking his head. Oh, sheesh. Pure, oh, God. Pure, Pure anger. <laughs> yes, and then this old lady, Agnes, is getting in, interviewed by Dawson, and she says uh, she thinks Arnold will win the next, uh, will be the next, uh, will make the next kill. Fuck! Because he's a bad motherfucker. And then the crowd just starts placing bets on Arnold to win. That boy is one mean motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, I heard that. I, I, I laughed out loud. That was awesome. Yep. The call of the decade. When old sweet women yeah. just swear, it's always great. Yes. Oh, it's That's why this whole scene was in there. Just so she could say that. <laughs> Actually, Agnes, she's like the silent hero of this movie. Because she kind of turns the, turns the tides in the right direction for Arnold. I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, Fireball, for the three minutes that he's in this, uh, is uh, just <laughs> creepily stalking Mendez in this abandoned locker room when he uh, comes across all the contestant, what well, she comes across all the contestant winners who are uh, burnt up and corpses and skeletons. Sounds like uh, I guess they actually didn't get that final prize. And uh, right as Fireball is about to light up Mendez, Arnold pops up from the ceiling, just like fucking Commando. I don't know why people can't see the ceiling with their peripheral view or vision, but whatever. So he cuts a fuel line and throws a flare at him, which causes a huge explosion. Explosion. Problemo. <laughs> Just you, cue, cue the outdoor noise from Preble's house. <laughs> These new direct flights to Tokyo, Japan are mega loud. That's all I know. <laughs> Oh my god. That was a terrible joke. Was, I don't know why I left. No, I like it a lot. <laughs> it's getting late. But uh yeah, the next note I wrote down here was just fucking Austin Power puns. What a hothead. <laughs> yeah. How about a light? Because yeah. he won't be the head of a corporation. <laughs> That's not a way to get ahead of the job. Uh. It's like the same sex scene. <laughs> This is when we need Elizabeth Hurley to come in and just be like, all right, we need to move on. Okay. Well, it, it, yeah, that's, that's, it, that's good enough. It was about at this point that I thought to myself, okay. man, like to be considered the best running back in NFL history, Jim, Bar- Jim Brown's running real slow. Like down that hallway. Just, <laughs> He's also like 50. You know what? Details He's holding a fucking huge tank of fire. <laughs> <laughs> a pink fire. He doesn't look as fast as he did in 1962. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. Like if... They were probably like had Arnold Schwarzenegger running, and they're like, "All right, Jim, you gotta follow him running." And he's like, "Dude, Arnold's slow as fuck." So they're like, "All right, you gotta tone that, pass that motherfucker." Yeah, you gotta tone it back a little bit. Okay, so uh, they're running out of stalkers, and Jesse Ventura gets the call to come out of retirement, but he's really pissed because they gave him this squeaky scrap metal suit that looks like the molding from the robot made in the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> It is that, that scene is pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This isn't honorable. <laughs> yeah. The gladiator cold. 
I should kill people with my hands. Yeah, this is another thing. Like, we don't know anything about the show, and now he's coming in being like, this used to be a real honorable event. I'm like, was it? Like, why Why would I believe you? Like, I don't understand this. Right, we don't know the context you know, yeah. Jesse. No. Because we've never been told. <laughs> no. Because we have no exposition about this world we live in, other than that it's a police right. state. It's 2019, and apparently we're, we're still having the fashion of 1986. I do like also that Dawson, like, he's trying to uh, get Ventura out of there, and, like, he's looking at a security guy. He's like, what, did all the steroids make you deaf? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> that was another improvised line, I guarantee. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Just genuinely forgot his line, just like, ah, fuck this place. I, we don't really have a scene here, uh... Richard, just just yell at Jesse Ventura. Gladly. Just goes on like a 20-minute rant. <laughs> <laughs> look at that wig. You look like a fucking Nancy. Uh, so then the TV crew CGI's Captain Freedom killing Arnold and Mendez in an octagon with spikes while Arnold and Mendez in real life are at Mick Fleetwood's secret hideout, which is, by the way, part of the fucking TV set. <laughs> yep. Why not? It's in the fucking hide game. Under the, hide under their nose, Max. <laughs> God damn it. I just, That's what Arnold says at one point. He's like, what the fuck have you guys been doing here the whole time? We didn't want to get caught. Okay. Then why, then oh, why, shit. Yeah, then why is your headquarters like literally in their home base? It's exactly... I had that, and then I just had, man, that's the easiest infiltration ever because they're already there. It's like a fucking right. cheat code to get to the <laughs> end of the game. A, they lifted up a garage door and they're like, hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, you guys are here, too? Yeah. We got Mountain Dew and video games in here if you guys want to come over. <laughs> uh, so uh, Richard Dawson, he's happy about the new rating high, ratings high with all the uh, spandex girls dancing while uh, Arnold and the good guy crew march through the TV studio. Meanwhile, Fleetwood hacks into the station and shows the winning contestants dead. And then the real footage of Arnold refusing to kill all the innocent people. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. So that's now the third or fourth time you've seen this scene, which is the <laughs> worst scene in the movie. <laughs> oh, Arnold. You really think that they would have reshot that scene? Yeah, like, like, this is not good. Arnold has the acting chops of Mike Preble's home in that, in that scene, of a cardboard box. Mm, the yes. Hand with you. I would not kill women. Mighty Casey children. strikes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to just point out something because there was one point right before they launched this assault, but I'm not gonna talk about. But Arnold asks where what's her the the woman hid that the unedited footage. And the obvious implication is somewhere sexy, but I was like, she hid it in her mm. asshole, Arnold. That's where she hid it. <laughs> I was like, really? What? Is that true? He did. He asked you because she goes, oh, I have this footage, the unedited footage that they're going to then use to edit this amazing clip or whatever. But like, he's like, where did you keep that? And then she doesn't say anything. <laughs> but then I was like, Snash. oh, it's in it's in her butthole, Arnold. You shove it in your ass. <laughs> I was like, you dumb sack of shit. I was like, oh, my God. You'll find out later. This movie is so dumb. <laughs> it's yeah. real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Big time, dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah, I think I think during that scene, Preble, I was just like someone with Aspergers. I was just like watching the top right of the screen that nothing was going on. Just kinda just I was eating a bowl of that. soup watching this movie, and I was more interested in my 
my uh, Progresso soup that I had that cost me 99 cents than I was in this <laughs> film. Preble not helping. Preble not helping his uh, his image as a as a vagrant. <laughs> just, just eating a eating a old bowl of soup. Uh, vagrant Tim or thrifty thrifty consumer with his tin cup just pawing around pawing around town. Oh, excuse me, sir. Did you might happen to have something hot for this for this old soul. Yeah. Change. You spare a little tomato soup for a. Fucking yeah. Oliver Twist, please, sir. Can yeah. I have some more? <laughs> you want some more? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Preble's recording this, and there's just a sign that says soup money next to him. I feel like, so So being in downtown Houston, I feel like I walked past Preble three times. He was like, no, I don't have any cash. <laughs> no, Preble, go away. <laughs> we're, we're recording later. Yeah. This is where I'm like laughing it off nonchalantly, like it doesn't hurt. But I'm looking at all the people outside my box who are now refusing to give me money. <laughs> Preble's turning the volume down. Uh, oh yeah, oh, isn't that right, guys? No. Oh, hey, 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 sir, how are you? Would you? Don't worry about that. Give a shoe shine for a dollar. Shoe shine for a nickel. <laughs> He's the guy that like sits outside the most popular bar in Boston and like cracks jokes with the college kids. Like, oh, it's Mike. Here, Mike, here's five bucks. Like, leave me alone. You smell funny. Five bucks. You know how much you know how much cable soup is about me. If I go to CVS and the price is right, that's a two for four deal. I tell you. Oh god. Oh boy, I needed oh, this. God. Yep. Yeah, because now we're gonna get into the worst part of the most like brutal scene, which is Arnold busting into the studio and just starting just shooting it up. Yeah. Uh, definitely seen that one happen today, because. Um, Bunch of gunfire erupts, and Dawson's hiding in the crowd, and Arnold's looking for him, and there's just people getting murdered all over the place. And then, Domino tries to rape Mendez, yeah. and then uh, she shoots at the sprinklers, and he dies from electrocution. Yeah, Thank that, God. That'll bring the laughter down. Like, it's similar to, uh, to fucking Die Hard. Like, that guy's dead. Like, he's already died. Why is he not already dead? <laughs> No, he wasn't killed. Arnold, Arnold Mercy. Yeah, Arnold's yeah but he was stuck in a car that was on its side, and he's and fat. He's fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he can't just wiggle he's, out of it. He's gonna die. Valid point. He will die. We all know if you're, if you're fat and sideways, you die eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all your internal <laughs> organs just <laughs> compress into a singularity. <laughs> this is what I deal with every yourself. morning. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience here. You eat that many fucking chicken wings, you get on your side, you're like a fucking turtle. There ain't no getting up. Cut the commercial! <laughs> oh, God. So, um... <laughs> yeah, so the whole country is watching as Arnold approaches Dawson, and then uh, the big brooding security guy awkwardly walks in. Oh, no. And then he says, uh, I gotta score some steroids, and just awkwardly walks out. And Dawson's just kind of standing there with his mouth half open. Yeah, because he's already talked shit to this guy about, oh, you can't hear me because of the steroids. (laughs) Fuck you, Richard Dawson. Yeah, and fuck you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, body double. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so then Dawson goes on to this monologue that's uh, still relevant today. About how Americans stick kids in front of their TVs at an early age and they consume countless hours of violence and the whole game is just a business. 
Then Arnold says he's going to give the audience what they want and sticks Dawson into one of the sled chairs. And then uh, you have another three-minute shot of Dawson just flying through this water park ride until he flies straight into a billboard of himself that then somehow just explodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, like at that point, like I just stopped taking notes. I was like, "Just when is this gonna end? I want to watch the oh. UT game." Oh my dear, Paco, you, you shouldn't have stopped because the next line is, "Well, mm. that hit the spot." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Air high fives, everybody. Uh. <laughs> this is another movie where no one has to fucking reload. No, nope. no, not at all. And it's also again the henchman school of aim because Arnold is shooting from the hip and killing everybody with pinpoint accuracy. Meanwhile, I got all these guys popping out everywhere and they're shooting like a thousand rounds and they're just like shooting circles around Arnold. Uh, one of the first notes I had in my, in my notes uh, that we, I didn't get to, but prevalent place plays to your point. Is that, but it's at the end of your notes. So it works out anyway. <laughs> yeah, is that like early on when they're doing the prison break, or whatever, I said, Arnold does a great job of acting like he knows how to wield a firearm in this movie. And then we get to the end, and he's just wildly firing in this full studio. <laughs> just blinking. Then the great part of the movie comes on with John Parr's song, Restless Heart. And Mendez and Arnold awkwardly kiss, and everyone's happy. And they walk into the neon smoky sunset. <sighs> Running Man. And mercifully, this fucking movie ends. It ends on the note that yeah. Arnold can kill again and no one gives a shit. So totally undercutting his message of saving Dynamo, Domino, whatever his name was early in the movie. Just yeah, murdering his way to the It's not Domino. It's Domino's Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, yep. Mm-hmm. Pizza Boy. Yeah. Fatty Fat Fat. Yep. Fatty McFat Fat. Correct. Absolutely. That should have been his name. <laughs> it would have been a lot easier for us to remember. You guys ready for some trivia? Yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. get into the trivia. Okay, uh, the dancing girls were choreographed by Paula Abdul. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Top trivia fact. Yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, that's awesome. Holy shit. Yep. Oh, that makes so much sense. And as far as casting goes, Christopher Reeve, he was originally cast, but then he turned it down to do Superman 4 Quest for Peace. <laughs> Big mistake. Is that he got paralyzed in? <laughs> He got paralyzed in the got paralyzed in his rage. He got paralyzed in the Oh, he got paralyzed in the Riding horses. No, in, in real life. He was on a horse. It what? paralyzed his career. Oh, <laughs> yalla-da. <laughs> I mean, that movie's... <laughs> that, that's the real debate. Who? What movie's worse, The Running Man or this? He, 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 he uh, was a rock and a hard place there. So they also consider Dolph Lundgren and our man Patrick Swayze Ooh. for the role. Ooh. Never go wrong Swayze with Swayze. Swayze would have been Swayze would have killed it. Of course he would have. I wouldn't have been able to watch this movie with my dick in my pants. <laughs> Nobody would have. I th- they had to. They, it's just he's not convincing to kill all these people. It'd be like, oh, just but look at him. Look at that hair. <laughs> God, you can't kill anybody. He kill runs, my heart, he right, runs guys? Majestically too. He has a really great gait. You <laughs> <Yep>. know, <laughs> unlike Arnold. Yeah, no. He'd be doing those splits. Arnold can't run. Every time he runs, he runs perfectly <laughs> vertical big. with his with his pectorals flapping in the wind. All right. And then also, yeah, so Stephen King, he wrote The Running Man under the pseudonym Richard Bachman, which is uh, also credited in the movie. But um, in the book, they describe Ben Richards as a scrawny-looking uh, guy, looking like someone who's suffering from turbulosis. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then they cast Arnold. Yeah. Then they casted the exact opposite. Good. Yep. This is, this is Hollywood saying, okay, we get your original idea and we understand it, but mm-hmm. we're going to say, fuck mm-hmm. that. We're picking Arnold. So, okay. It's like, yeah, he's skinny. He's, he's like deathly, sickly skinny. Mm-hmm. 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 So Arnold Schwarzenegger. You got it. <laughs> no, I, get, I get what you're telling me. This is good. All right, get into the questions. Who was your favorite and least favorite? Favorite? I mean, I think you all know where I'm going here. Agnes. <laughs> Bold. Agnes uh, had, had some She's good... She's a bad motherfucker. She had a lot to the lot to the plot. She was funny. She was entertaining, and she's a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, my least favorite was that bitch Amber. Like all she had to do was let Arnie take her to Hawaii. To Tim's point, and like this movie never happens. I never have to watch it. She's like sucking on Arnie's little schmeckle, <laughs> and everybody's happy. Oh, schmeckle, huh? Well, <laughs> see you later. Oh, this is just a schnicker to connect to the sneak scenes. <laughs> touch it. <laughs> just touch it. <laughs> touch on the snicker. <laughs> oh, Tim, what's your yours? Uh, my favorite characters are Richard Dawson. I love the guy. Yeah. I think he does a great job, to be honest. He's not great. not like the actor, I mean, like I you know. That listen, Richard Dawson's doing a good he's he's doing his job. Unlike <laughs> Arnold, who refused to do his job at the beginning of the movie. So, you know, I you know, I I think Richard Dawson's a great character. Um and my least favorite character, um probably uh Domino's <laughs> Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't, you don't need to. I don't want to see someone that fat like ever, you know. Like I never want to see someone that fat, especially on in a movie. Just stop, don't show me that, you know. It's someone gross. that fat with hair that white. Yeah, it's fucking gross. <laughs> it's okay. So my favorite guy is Sven, the guy at the end, because Sven. you know why? He's the only one that makes a rational choice in this movie. It's like, do you want to fight Arnold, the person who just killed everybody? Up till now, and he's like, "Nope, fuck you, Dawson. I'm gonna get my steroids. <laughs> See you later." Deuces. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "Fuck you, later." He just and he and he <laughs> fucking bounces. Um, so he's definitely my favorite. My least favorite, ugh, I don't know. They're they're all pretty terrible, but I guess I'll go with. You know what? I don't hate him, but I hate that he's in it. And it's just Jim Jim Brown. Jim Jim Brown being in this is just the most one of the most depressing things I've seen on film in a long time. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, Fireball. Yeah, Jim Brown in this movie is what Jim Brown would have been like if he stayed in the NFL for another ten years. God, depressing as fuck. It's like ah, you're just ruining your legacy, Jim. I'm saying that's like at what cost? Yeah, and that's this is like Willie Mays circa 1972 on the Mets. It's like oh, why Mets, are you yeah. here? <laughs> just retire. <laughs> Or just John Allrude. Ugh. No, no, poor John. <laughs> uh, my favorite is also going to be Richard Dawson. Just He stole every scene that he was in. I would just watch this movie just to see Richard Dawson again. Um, and my least favorite, I'm going to say Mendez. Because she sounded like Selma Hayek, but she wasn't half as good looking. Yep. Okay. All right, I'll buy that. No, she's also, I don't, I just yep. didn't know who she was. She was in here and I was like, oh, who is this? And then there was like, oh, she's a Venezuelan singer, songwriter or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Never seen her again. She ever. compares herself to Cher. That's what I saw on Wikipedia about mm. her. Like, cool. 
I know who Cher is. I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, I was say, that's a bold choice there, Adam. Yeah. All right. Next question. If Gary Busey was a stalker in The Running Man, what would his trademark be? Huh. What I was thinking uh, is, he's wearing a, you know, like a, a Disney Pluto pullover Halloween costume. <laughs> and he's throwing cats at his victims. And he's just screaming, yeah, I'm the pussy hound. Pussy. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, come get some. Fun, fun fact, I drank oh, a beer no. tonight that was called the Pussy Wagon. So, Ooh. maybe the Pussy Hound. That's what rides on. Yeah. I mean. Get on Pussy Wagon. How, come on, get the Pussy Hound. How else are you going to round up your hounds? I thought I thought he would just be dressed in a dress the whole time. Just start slamming his, his fake titties on people. And that would just be like, what? No, and they would kill themselves. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I kind of. I kind of feel like he would be riding around on like a tricycle, like a little person's tricycle. That would be his mode of transportation. And his mode of killing would be with his massive teeth. See, goddamn it, Tim. And he would kind of be able to like unhinge his jaw like a boa constrictor. You really really fucked me up there. Uh, Because I was going to say rollerblades, um, (laughs) which is equivalent to a tricycle. Um, and I'm going to have to say that he would kill people um, with the animals in his head. <laughs> he would, mm. yeah. Like Psychokinetic. A, like, a, like a South Park, you know, Woodland Critter Christmas type thing going on here. <laughs> That's what happens when someone takes your idea like five <laughs> seconds before you, before you fucking say it. So, Sorry, sorry, Derek. That's, that's what you get, guys. Enjoy. <laughs> Chew on that one for a little while. This is what you've made me. Adding the Tims, I think that with him riding the tricycle, he would have to be dressed up like Elf Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> a valid point, Max. Oh, God. And now, if Marky Mark was in this, what would he be confused about? Donnie, is that an Asian guy playing hockey? <laughs> Asian can't skate. Yeah. What the fuck am I watching? We gotta go beat him up. So you guys have so much more on Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I've noticed that through our podcast is that you all have so much better things to say in this segment. And I just kind of sit here in silence because I'm from Nashville and don't do your research, Derek. I just know an article about all the horrible things Mark Wahlberg (laughs) has done in the past. I was about to say, uh, I know he's very racist, but I feel like I've done my due diligence in making comments in that that realm, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. (laughs) Preble once asked us to not say so many offensive things, so I'm kind of trying. Yeah. (laughs) We never listen. I I just want to be clear. I didn't ask you to not say so many. I just asked you not to say them. (laughs) Just like, please, just (laughs) don't do it. (laughs) I was going to say, just a human being, just don't do it. What's he... But that being said, what what would Marky Mark say? He's like, I'm I'm fucking perfect for this movie, kid. I like running. I like being in physical shape. I have my I've own brand of water. Drink my water. Jesus. Well, unlike IMDb with their zero through ten score, Rotten Tomatoes with their certified fresh scores, we decided to make our own scoring system. So, what would your score be for this, guys? Well, I'll dive right in before Tim steals it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it one fat baby electric, electrocuted over another fat fuck mm-hmm. with a chainsawed cock. All right. I like that. That's quite a good score. That's, that's a pretty brutal score. Well, it's a pretty brutal fucking movie. Um, I guess I'll give this one unex, well, explained, but 
totally irrelevant head explosion over, uh, I think, three suicidal grannies who are just like, I want the blood. Give me the blood and a little bit of Richard Dawson. Just a baby bit of Richard Dawson dick. Well, see, I think the blood was they were just longing to have their period again. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. They, they long to, oh. to bear children. That's good. Good thing there's no women listening anymore. Oh, Sarah, I'm sorry. I think Michelle only listens for the Marky Mark ones because she's that's like what she's fixing. Well, so about- the moment that was over, I'm sure she must have must have stopped listening. She tuned off. Oh, oh, I'm God. done. I'm spent. It's tell me what the Marky Mark part is, and I'm just gonna listen to that part. I think more than anything, it's like Preble turns it off after that point. Yeah. She he just he just doesn't allow her to listen to it. I just feed her some warm milk so she goes right to bed. It's like, all right, time to go to bed now. I'll see you later. Nothing, nothing milk. left in this podcast. And now that Michelle's asleep, time for me to go into my second bowl of soup. <laughs> I can't share more than one. So let, 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 let's be honest with our listeners. It's my nightcap. Let's be honest with our listeners. Michelle is, is like a feral dog that sleeps in your box with you, right? <laughs> That's, that's, that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> I don't know what she thinks. Oh boy! Man, oh so boy! Oh boy! I'm not. Looks like we're gonna have to cut this out. Look, we're gonna edit this out. You guys took that the wrong fucking way. I meant that. Who wants to help me have a girlfriend? <laughs> Who wants to help me keep my girlfriend? Please. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> I know it's late where you are, Derek, but laid here too. <laughs> I, meant, I, think, uh, I think the most the, the funniest part about what Paco said is he really hit the D in the dog hard. He was a feral dog. Dog. <laughs> he, really, he really exclaimed. Oh shit. I, no. I didn't mean it that way. I meant oh, like boy. Preble's talking acted like he had like a bitch. but it's actually an animal. <laughs> That doesn't make it sound any better somehow. No, it doesn't. <laughs> this is like when someone says something terrible and then they're like, no, no, you understand. I'm just, I wasn't saying she's a bitch. I'm just saying she's a slut. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me, um, I'm just saying she doesn't deserve to live. A couple of steps here. Oh she's like an unneutered animal. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Moving along, boys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're still in the scoring, by yep, the way. I, gonna say, I, I gave my score. All right. My score is, um, one formerly very significant man named Jim Brown. You know, the respect I had for him before I saw him in this movie uh, over the respect I have for him after I saw him in this movie. And it's uh, that's that's significantly diminished. That's true. It's a long that's a long uh, review on the poster. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Tim again. <laughs> well, I own the printing company. And I get paid by the letter. <laughs> Tim is the Charles Dickens of this printing company and getting paid by the letter. Mm-hmm. So exactly, I'm gonna give it 1995, which is all it costs to get a collector's edition of Captain Freedom's workout tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Oh, well, that God, wraps up week useless. two of our Arnie Movie Month. If you thank want to God. follow the show on our social media links, yeah, thank God. <laughs> um, the emails are at the bottom of the description page. Just, just look at it there. You can email us all of your hate mail. tdbackrow um, at gmail.com. That's it. That is it. So until next time, remember, killing people on air gets higher ratings. Just send a name and address over to Tim. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye, Michelle. Tomorrow. Have a good night. I love you. You're a wonderful oh, woman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Cut, that. <laughs> cut this <laughs> out. <laughs> Probably needs to do a song. He needs to do like a little cutout song that he just, who was just singing every time he wants something cut out. Time to cut it out. Hey gang, cut it out, cut it out. We all want to have a future. Cut it out, cut it out. Oh my god, I was just, I was somehow like more intolerable on this podcast. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. Well, stayed away from all the jerk off stuff and he just went into just making fun of people's girlfriends. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we all know what I was trying to get at, right? I mean, is there any No. No. Okay, so so what I was insinuating is that that Preble was hallucinating having a girlfriend and he was like, "Oh, Michelle's asleep." And by that I thought he he was like, "Oh, that's the That dog I befriended a feral dog. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's what I meant. I got you and now. It came out. It but, came me, out. but me making the inferential leap between that I'm having some mad hallucination was not, <laughs> was not made clear in this. With bestiality. Preble, I wasn't trying to say that your girlfriend's a dog. What I was trying to say is that you fuck animals. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, okay. Well, you're not making fun of Michelle, so that's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that sling. But I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Cut it out when Derek has to say something. Cut it out. <laughs> See, the, the, thing I, the thing I continue to forget is that I'm in a hotel and I'm saying these highly oh, offensive God. things when I've got neighbors <laughs> and people that can walk by my room. Yeah. And we all know that I'm not the quietest person on the planet. So, oh, oh. Boy. I just like to, I like to say inflammatory things to make sure you guys are still listening to me. Mm-hmm.